to the Wildlands. I'm David. And I'm Matt. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about... Moose and Goose. 2021's hunting season off to a great start. And today's episode is brought to you by... West End Sports. Northeastern New Brunswick's five-star Yamaha dealer. Where you are sure to find something that revs your heart. As well as... Little River Polyculture where you're sure to find a delicious variety of microgreens and baby greens for all your meal prep needs. So let's jump right into it. All right. So, uh, sorry for the hiatus that we've been uh, that we've been doing. Hunting season has been uh, quite uh, quite productive for us and not just hunting season, but uh, fishing season was busy for you as well. Uh, one of, one of the reasons that the podcast kind of slowed down a bit because my fishing evenings were you know, difficult to record podcasts, <laughs> which is a good thing. But yeah, exactly. I mean, we obviously we didn't get you know the best of weather for salmon fishing no. or fly fishing, but we did get a reasonably good season for uh, striped bass this year, which is just something to put out there on the uh, on the side note. Yep, it's not over yet. So once it's over, we will have a recap episode. Absolutely, we could put that for episode ten. Probably. Yeah. No, definitely. And uh, no, so today's episode is moose and goose hunting that uh, we have started this year. Uh, Moose hunting is finally over. Um, It finished. It was was short and sweet. Did it not? (laughs) It finished on, uh, yeah, last, no, it it finished last Saturday. It's only been like a a week and a day or that's been done. But, uh, yeah, here in New Brunswick, our our moose season, like we mentioned often enough, it's uh you know luck of the draw type thing. You gotta send in your application as a resident, and uh, you know hopefully get your name picked in this lottery that we've all been waiting for for so many years. And uh, yeah, I mean it it just drives me insane waiting for it. But yeah, well I think like we mentioned uh, in our last episode, was it the last one or the one before? Anyways, we mentioned that uh, one of our good friends of ours one of the good friends of ours and uh actually got picked yeah exactly yep and and that's it you know like he had been waiting 12 years like we mentioned in the last one uh he got his license uh and then we something kind of cool that we did do that's not out yet on our facebook is i actually documented uh video documented everything from like the first day we went out to start setting it up uh, to installing our stand, to to setting up our salt licks, so that is documented, which will be up on the Facebook page as soon as I'm done editing the video. Yeah, making the video, we got some. You got some footage for a while. <laughs> exactly. So we'll have something there uh, that'll kind of show you that. Um, but also, like what we're going to talk about right now is just how it it came up to to uh, success. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, our hunting season here is five days. It starts on a Tuesday and, uh, it ends on the Saturday. It's the last Saturday. It ends on the last Saturday of September every year. Now, many hunters have been trying. And again, this year it was proof that it should be pushed a little bit because the weather was hot. I mean, it was shorts and t-shirt weather during the hunt. <laughs> Yeah, we had some abnormal weather. We had a lot of rain, too. We had, it yeah. Was a, it was a wet five days. It was a wet last two days. Uh, our Because our, our, the first day uh, was was uh, warm, very warm, and, and no rain at all. Um, and again, uh, our, our hunt literally lasted 18 minutes. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, you know, I, I, we had two other licenses. My father had two other licenses, uh, guiding some, uh, some clients out and they literally shot their moose with, you know, 10 minutes left of daylight on Saturday <laughs> evening and yeah, had not, close to the, and had the not deadline. seen a moose all week. They had a few calls, a few answers here and there, but they had not seen anything until Saturday evening. And... Uh, before we get to our hunt, one of those two moose that were killed Saturday night was shot in the exact same stand that we hunted in on Tuesday. Yeah. And it was pretty cool to say that the stand that we had produced two, uh, two bulls, but 
what's more amazing than this is that you know we're out there we get in our stand and uh we we drive up on the side by side we stop about two three hundred yards away from uh from our trail entrance to get into the uh, stand and we're waiting for legal shooting time right because i mean legal shooting time was at 6 41 a.m okay so we're parked there we're there about five minutes ahead of time you know we had the guns uh in the in the case with a lock on it waiting for legal shooting time that comes up we get our stuff out we start walking down and then i have this electronic collar okay my dad lent me this electronic collar he showed me the day before how to set it up so i go out there our buddy climbs the stand i go in the pond i set up the collar power it on walk back up to the stand climb up the stand kind of set up trying not to make too much noise and this has been you know maybe about roughly 20 minutes walk in and set up all right so we're sitting in the stand and we always we never call right away as soon as we make our noise we don't call right away we kind of give it a few minutes of quiet time before hitting a call yeah let it settle down a little bit yeah you know so I'm sitting in the stand and I hit my buddy and I'm like, dude, there's, there's a moose walking to our left. I can hear him crunching in the, in the, in the brush. <laughs> yeah. And I can hear like these, these really low grunts. Okay. So I'm like, dude, I, I think there's a bull coming out to the pond. So we're waiting, we're waiting. I press the, the call for the, uh, the estrus moose, uh, the cow calling and nothing happens on the call i mean i'm like i'm pressing this i'm just slamming this button and it is not <laughs> calling right and i'm like dude what do i do so there there's like a a minute of deliberation of like do we just say screw the call and hope he comes in or do we call him like old school you know mouth calling or and then i said no nah, man we're we just came in i said i gotta go back down and, and crawl into the pond to turn this this collar back on so he says, all right, you know, and it's not ideal to come out of your stand, you know, anyway, but I, I, I make that call. <laughs> so I get down the bottom of the stand and I'm like crawling through the brush and I got about, you know, a good 40, 45 yards to crawl as low as I possibly can to not be visible because I know there's a bull or there's a, at least a moose to our left. So I get to the call, I power it back on, I got the remote in my hand. So as I'm sitting right next to it, I hit the call and it works. So the cow starts calling. So I start walking back, crawling back towards the stand. And uh, I get about halfway, so I hit the call again. So the call's kind of muffling my sound. I'm, I'm, I'm using the call to hope that... Yeah, to your advantage. To my advantage, oh, it sounds like there's a cow moose walking around. She's the one making the noise and she's calling. So I'm hoping that this is working, right? I get to the bottom of the ladder, I hit the call a third time, crawl, climb up the ladder, get in the stand, hit the call a fourth time, and this is all within like a five minute span, right? Yeah. And then I said, okay, I'm going to take a break, because I just made noise coming up the ladder, I'm going to take a little break, and I'm going to hit the call again in about two minutes. So we're sitting there, and I can now I can really hear the bull start to grunt and walk <laughs> through the woods, and I'm like, man, he's coming in. I hit the call again, it still doesn't work. It's like it goes into sleep mode and it no longer works. I'm like, dude, now I can't come out of the stand. Like now I'm screwed. Yeah. I said, so my buddy's there. Well, what, what are we going to do? Would we wait? Anyway. So I decided to, to do like the old school mouth call and I, I let go two calls. I don't know if the electronic caller, if my calling had anything to do with it, but within 30 seconds, not even of me being, I don't even have the camera gear out yet. <laughs> this is how fast this is happening, okay? Yeah. And I mean, like I said, we've been sitting in the stand for about eight minutes. Yeah. At this point. This cow comes out from our... like We were concentrating on the left. This cow comes out mid-pond to our right. As soon as she's in the opening, man, there's a bull that comes out at 190 yards across the pond, straight face to us. There's a second bull that comes out to, from our left, which was the one I could hear. He comes out in the pond. And there's a third bull coming behind us. We're, like, I'm scrambling for camera gear. My buddy's 
I can only see one bull because the cow went behind this tree. He can see the cow and the two bulls. I can only see one bull and I can hear the other one come behind it. I'm fumbling for all this stuff. He's trying to decide which of the two bulls that are out there that he wants to take without even seeing the one that's behind us. He's like, screw this. You know, like we have three moose in the pond right now, first morning, and they're calling for like this extreme heat. So he said, I'm taking the first one that gives me a broadside shot. And then all of a sudden, you know, like we're not making too much noise. I finally get the camera out and uh, we can hear this cow calling. Like she's in heat. She's, you know, the rut is on in our part. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that after. But the rut is on, definitely. I mean, she's calling out. These two bulls are coming at her. They're sniffing her. You know, it's 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 time. Yeah. And then he, I, I can't, at this point, I can no longer see the action happening behind these trees. But he can. He's sitting right next to me. He's two feet next to me, but he can see all the action. I cannot. And on the video, I, I didn't show you the video, but you hear him. He said, okay, he's there, but he's not broadside. I see the cow take like she does a 180 and as she does the 180 she kind of pushes the bull he has to take this step to his left which makes him broadside to buddy okay all you hear is all right he's broadside he fires off a shot i don't see where he hits him all of a sudden the moose luckily comes into view of the camera he walks about i don't know 20 yards he stops broadside again. I tell Buddy, I said, did you hit him? He said, I think so. I said, well, you know, crank him another one, like fire hit off another again. shot. Yeah. So he hadn't bolted one in yet. So you hear him bolt the, the bullet in. And this time here, he's perfectly broadside. And I mean, you see it on camera. You see this is shot placement to perfection on his second shot is insane. Oh, yeah. He wa He walks about eight feet. He stands there give it about 10 seconds and he just topples right over. Nice. I mean, no tracking, no nothing. All right. It's like all right there. Oh, it's everything's perfect. 10 sec, 10 seconds later, the bull, the other bull and the cow are still standing in the pond broadside looking at us. We're talking, we're, we're, you know, ecstatic where he's got buck fever. He's shaking out of his, out of control. All right. Anyway, so we, we get the congratulations and everything, and finally the cow and the bull take off, and we we finally come down. We get the moose, and uh, he was he was some excited about it. It was uh, it was very very exciting. It was it a is. cool experience. Yeah, you think yeah. he's gonna keep the uh, the antlers? I have them here at my house right now. He says he doesn't want them. Uh, he was ready to he was ready to dump them. Yeah, he was like, oh no, I don't need that. I'm not gonna do nothing with them. But I kept them because I said it's your first one. Um, of course, I've you know, whether I memories. whether I keep them here or uh, or I end up putting them at my father's lodge or something. I'm definitely not. Uh, you know, they're the first ones. But yeah, it was it was some exciting. Uh, and what was kind of cool with this as well is I don't know if we had mentioned to you, Dave, but we the construction that's going on um on the highway if you if you yeah, want to consider it a highway between yeah between Bathurst and our hunting spot put a hindering on where we were going to stay because we were going to stay at one lodge and drive there in the morning but the construction blocked us off cuz the lodge is on one side of the construction and the hunting spots on the other yeah so we were kind of in a in a little bit of a pickle if you want uh, you know <laughs> So we decided to take one of my ice fishing shanties, which is an insulated ice fishing shanty, uh, the pop-up types. Yep. We set that up in the woods, and we slept in there Monday night to be able to hunt. Because we that way there, we were like two kilometers away. So, we, you know, we only had a, we only had a short side-by-side -side drive to get there. So anyway, uh, but again, like I say, it was at 718 a.m. our hunt was done yeah we got out there we you know we cleaned it we gutted it and then we had to cut a trail into the woods with for the side by side because there's no trail in there so we had to cut some trees got the side by side stuck pretty good a few times uh a lot of winching and a lot of uh but all in all moose uh, harvested gutted cut a trail in drug it out loaded it in the trailer came to our campsite, uh, had everything picked up, 
and we were back in town by one in the afternoon on the first day. <laughs> yeah, on opening day. On opening, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it was it was insane, and yeah. like I said, uh, our our female was a uh, was in heat. She was calling like crazy. Where my father was hunting, which is about I'd say let's say fifty kilometers away from where we were, mm-hmm. the cows were not in heat at all. There was no calling. They were not responding to calls. Yeah, and that's not there. just my father. There's a bunch of other hunters, same, same issue. It just goes to say. Yeah, it, it's pretty much, well, it's not just, I would say, luck of the draw. Luck of the draw right away for being able to get your tag, but luck of the draw in the sense of being at the right spot at the right time. You know what I mean? It was just insane for us, put it that way. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, nobody, and, uh, we've talked to so many people that had no success with calling. They just happened to stumble across one. Uh, there was 830. 31 less moose harvest in 2021 than 2020 i believe yeah well that's what uh that's what you were saying there like yeah uh, it's lower this year about it earlier on and Mm -hmm. a few days back and and you had mentioned that there was like 800 and something Mm -hmm. uh, moose that were not harvested yeah left to be harvested Mm -hmm. uh, after the hunting season was over Mm -hmm. Uh, which comes to you know I think weather-wise, that is one oh. of the main reasons why. Uh, I do not believe it's because of population. Uh, no. In terms of population, I mean, I stumbled across one just in my backyard. Like, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. I stumbled you across know. three in my backyard. Uh, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. So no, I, no. Don't, I don't think we're in any lack no. of uh, moose. I just think that the weather didn't play in uh, everyone's favor, obviously. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. It had a big, big thing, uh, big issue because now my father left his uh, his trail cams up uh, and he went to check them on the weekend, which is yeah. a week after the season ended. Action is insane. Yeah. Well, I exactly. mean, they're, they're there like the crazy. That he put up well, yeah, you exactly. saw it. Yeah. You see him scraping and everything. Like, I mean, <laughs> rut is on. Rut is on. The rut but it just on. a week too late. That's yeah. why hunters in New Brunswick have been pushing for years uh, to get the the hunt at least pushed to the last five days of September. Not yeah. finishing on the last Saturday. Yeah. yeah, put it from the 25th to the 30th. If yeah. that falls on a Monday, a Wednesday, a whatever, it's from the 25th to the 30th. Just one week would make such a huge difference. Get a little in, bit colder weather. Well, better chance of getting, you know, milder weather. Well, uh, that's it. And, and more of a chance that, like, you know, most moose will be in rut. Because, I mean, the one I stumbled across in the backyard. You said you'd I smell mean, them. Uh, you could smell. It, it yeah. Smelled like a, it smelled like a farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, at one point, it, I was like, oh, it smells nice. It's nice autumn smell or whatever. And. All of a sudden, I get to an area. I'm like, "Is there a cow somewhere around in here? Because it smells like it smells like a farm." All of a sudden, and yeah. Luck be told that you know, yeah. there's a big buck that comes flying out of the woods right, right beside us. <laughs> and see, like the the hunter that I mentioned that uh, harvested the moose on the last day out of our stand. Funny enough, harvested the second bull that we had with the cow. Because we have them on film, and we can see the antlers, and it's the same okay. one. So, okay. f- like, four and a half days later, that bull was still there, and that's the one that came out. He was still active on it. And he came out on the left side, right where I told my father that he came out of the first time. The first came time. Came out right? the same spot. Oh, yeah. Well, yep. So, anyway. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, you know, that's, that's moose season for for this year that that that's moose season for 2021 that's right that's uh, you know hopefully i mean if we're lucky enough 2022 will be somebody else our, will get it yep yeah maybe our luck it, it could be it should be should be mine again. should be yeah. mine <laughs> after 18 years should be mine yeah exactly i mean there's the, there's a long waiting period for that one <laughs> and uh no i mean you know it's 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 something that I'm looking forward to, you know, finally being able, being able to get. I mean, for me, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be eight years for me now. There you go. Um, eighteen for you. Uh, and it took him twelve. And it took him twelve. So <laughs> we're in the he he was in the average. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm above. You're just getting there. Yeah, I'm just getting there. <laughs> and uh, no, definitely. Um, also the other thing too, there, like, uh, 
it, it comes to to the to the topic again like we've talked prior to as well i mean dates are one thing but again i mean could they look at the possibilities of you know augmenting the licenses that the tags that they give out that's another thing another subject or another idea that could happen because i mean you know eventually it's just like there are people that waited so long for this and they don't even get a chance you know what i mean like they uh, I feel that age and can't hunt or somebody else hunts for them. I mean, there's a bunch of things that go. In. I feel that there should be like a limit of how long you wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's say, uh, where do you put the limit at? I don't know. Do you put it at 20 years or do you put it at 12 or do you put it at, at 15? I think uh, 10 years is enough. <laughs> 10 years is a decade. You waited a decade. <laughs> To be able to hunt, I mean, let's say you'd hunt, wait, I mean, if you'd wait a decade and then from the day you apply, which gives you, you know, let's say you start at 18, 28, and then you wait another decade, 38, 48, 58, you might only hunt moose, let's say four to five times in your lifetime. Exactly. Which I mean, is still not much. It's but not much, but, and you're not decimating a population either by doing that. I mean, that's, that's. It may be five moose in your lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm -hmm. not like, let's say in your lifetime, there, there are people that, that hunt and they're still in their 80s or whatnot. Well, yeah, of course, but. To be honest, not everybody is in good shape and not everybody <laughs> can't, which, which actually uh, brings me to um, another type of, you know, an inside topic to this topic. And it's pretty much a, to get your opinion on this. Now, I know my opinion on it. I know how I would feel. Now, let's say, you know, like, you have a bunch of groups, people that hunt in groups. Let's say they're a group of, like, eight. Mm -hmm. Four of them get a license, or they're a group of ten, and five of them get a license. I don't, like, for instance, if I'm somebody that waited ten years, twelve years, eighteen years, whatever, uh, or even, it, let's say I get it next year, even if I waited nine years for this, I... I don't understand, like, I wouldn't, I don't, uh, personally, if I went hunting with a group, I would want it, like, I have a hard time, like, coping with it. I can understand these are all your buddies, these are all your friends and whatnot, but I would have a hard time saying, like, you know what, it's okay if we all go out hunting with my tag and somebody else shoots the moose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the second license type thing. Like the second license yeah. thing. Yeah, that's and what I did with Buddy. I had my rifle. He yeah. told me to get it, and I told him, I said, I will never fire. I, I said, I didn't even load a bullet in the in the uh, chamber because I said, I'm not going to do it. I said, the, the firearm's only here if yours has a problem. Yeah, exactly. I would like, never, yeah. I, doing the whole second license thing, like, I just, I have a hard time. Same here. Like, I, I it's not because I, I don't want to be selfish or anything. Like no. That. It's just that, you know, who says that, you waited nine years for your license. That the other person, yeah, yeah, the other person takes the shot. Yeah, and then he gets his license the next year, and he takes the shot again that year. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, really, you're just you're, you you waited so long just to give your license to somebody else. Yeah. And it's not because, like, I can understand if maybe somebody wants to go hunting, they're incapable of taking the shot or whatever. Exactly. So you know, like, they don't yep. want to fire the rifle; they just mm -hmm. want to be there. That's fine. Yep. I, I have nothing against that. That's good for you. But it's like, I know personally, if I were to go out in a group and it was my tag, that it's <laughs> I'm me shooting. that's taking the shot. Same here. Like, like, I don't, I would, if somebody all of a sudden called me up and goes, oh, yeah, you should come to this spot. There's a huge buck. Like, you should see the huge buck that's at this spot or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, okay. We'll see him tomorrow. And I'm going to go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Like, like I, like I, I mentioned, I told my buddy, like, you know, and he told me, if I tell you to shoot, you shoot. I said, no, I, I would not do that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I said, I, I, I couldn't do it. Personally, I couldn't yeah. do it. The only and time I, I, mean, I, I did it once, uh, exactly kind of what you mentioned, uh, there was this hunter here in town that was disabled. And he, he got his moose license, and he just wanted to be there. He said, look, he said, I just want to be there on the hunt said, you buy the second license, you can shoot the moose. So that I did because he wanted to be part of the hunt, but he was unable to move quickly enough to be able to 
get the shot. And he yeah. he was clear about it right at the beginning that he just wanted to be along with the hunt. So in that case, the second license, I, I, I agree with it, and yeah. I think it's a good idea. Exactly. But like you mentioned, of how many people do I know that are out there in a group of five, six, ten people, mm-hmm. and there's two licenses, and we're going to put a side note on that the rules say that if you're a group of people, you have to be within visual and... Uh, yep. And, from and and audio contact exactly so now they go in this chopping they got an orange vest on they can see each other and they use walkie talkies to me i don't think that that should count i think you should be able yeah. to speak to the guy yeah without the means of walkie talkies or whatnot yeah exactly and just because i can just because i can see an orange spot 500 yards away doesn't mean i'm in visual uh yeah. you know so i mean I don't know. I, I I don't like I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. When people do it that way too, like I feel like if you are the necessity of it is to be in close proximity to one another because you both see the or have the opportunity to see the same wild game that's coming up to you. Exactly. Like who says that all of a sudden, you know, I'm looking to my right, there's a gigantic bull that's there, it's my tag, I wanna take the shot and all of a sudden I hear a rifle shot that comes out of my left. Mm-hmm. And it's whoever's got the second tag with me that just took a shot on a small little spike mm-hmm. that's there. And it's like, man, you know, like mm-hmm. my tag is gone now and I would have wanted that one. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not just no, a no. trophy idea, but it's like, you know, I would have taken that one. I just, I, like I said, it's 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 my opinion on it. I have nothing against people who do it. No, same I here. I just know that like, for in, like regardless, even if I was with somebody and let's say it, they've only waited like two years to get their tag. I still wouldn't take the shot for it. Like I still, no. wouldn't. I would say like, yeah, you waited two years, rightfully so. You're it's your moose. It's <laughs> your tag. Your hunt. No. Yeah, this is your no. hunt, not mine. No, like, no. Yeah, we're here for the meat. We'll split the meat regardless. But it's your tag, and and like I said, it's it's just I think it's the principle of it for me. Exactly. Anyways, exactly. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So that was just a little side note that I had in mind. <laughs> no, no, for sure. And like I say, it was a good example because I did have the second tag. Uh, I had mentioned that I wasn't even going to take it. And then he wanted me to take it because he said, oh, well, if I tell you to shoot, you'll shoot. In the back of, first, I had told him I wouldn't, but in the back of my mind, I said, well, look, we'll have a second rifle. If ever something happens to his rifle, it jams. It, I don't know, randomly we're driving to the spot and it falls out the side by side and he's not sure that it would be sighted in or, or something. I, I, I pretty much just took it for that. Um, but yeah, and and you know I'm 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 satisfied with being there, being part of the hunt. Uh, to me, the 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 shooting and the harvesting of the animal itself is is you know like we've mentioned so often is a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being there and and especially being there with him, where it was like his first one, like my dad was with you when you shot your first bear. Uh, you know it's it, it's just the feel that's almost just as fun as actually being the one to harvest the animal. So, I mean, uh, I, I was happy to be there with him. I was happy to share that. I'm glad we got it on video. Uh, he'll, he's still talking about it, which is great, you know. So, uh, yeah. And, oh, and, and a side note on that as well is that, like I said, once we got here at 1 in the afternoon, what was pretty cool is that because uh, we had to bring that home, we skinned it here at home <laughs> in my driveway. <laughs> with with my kids getting off the bus walking down the street seeing me skinning this moose in my driveway right my, and my, my kids are totally used to it obviously i mean they've been around it enough <laughs> and they actually they actually helped out a little bit there they were helping out on the skinning part but anyway and i mean i live in in city limits i'm on a small street dead end last house at the end not many people but the neighbors at the beginning of the street I was walking the other day, and they, uh, oh, so you got your moose. I saw you in the driveway there skinning it. I'm like, yep. So I kind of put on a little bit of a scene there in town, which, I mean, nobody said nothing about, but I just find it funny. And uh, we we uh, cut up all our own meat. Uh, like, as you know, we've we've always deboned and, and cut our own meat. So we were able to do that, uh, and our buddy was, was pretty impressed with that. It was his first time seeing that as well. It was his first time cutting a... 
a large game. It was his first time skinning anything. It was his first time uh, cutting some meat. I mean, mm-hmm. it took us all day to cut up the whole moose. Uh, we started, you know, around 10.30 in the morning. And we finished around 8 p.m. Uh, vacuum sealed everything, got everything frozen. Uh, it was it was fun. It was really a, an exciting time. Like I say, I've done it often enough. Uh, but again, it was all things that shared with somebody that did it for the first time. was uh, was really fun and uh, happy that that he was able to. Uh, happy I was able to be there with him when he did, when it happened. Yeah, the big part of it. Yep. Yep. So, being that said, that's uh, you know our moose season. Our, well, the story of our moose season and the yep. story of other people's yep. moose season of this year. Yep. Topic number two is our goose season. Now, we Which were lucky enough to be able to go. Once on once. the early. Once on the early on season. Early season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm back from work on the 15th. We'll be able mm-hmm. to go again because now the second, you know, the second run of the season has, started, has yep. started and is underway, actually. I'll be... Pretty much like in the middle of it. Yep. When we think It'll be it. prime time, really. It will be prime time. And I got something in the mail today. I know we did get some. Uh, we did invest in some uh, more equipment. Have we not? Layout blinds. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, layout blinds not hiding in the in the tree line. Which, which I mean works. <laughs> but we would be more successful. Well, no, sorry. Wait a we yeah. <laughs> let me rephrase this. We may be able to get closer to the geese with our layout yeah. blinds. Success, yeah. we're not sure yet. I mean, we still have to learn how to shoot these things, cause they are hard. Well, when when you have a guy like Dave that shoots prematurely, I mean, <laughs> that wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't your fault. He'll tell you about this in a second. But we had one hell of a laugh. Um, oh yeah. Well, about I mean, about a minute know. after the flock flew by, we had a great laugh. So, yeah, cause well, well, <laughs> you just, go go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Well, you know, you're under the moment. You, you, no, but set set attention. the set the context that we had been sitting there for I don't know an hour or two. Yeah, two hours. And like and these enormous flocks. Yeah, these enormous flocks of geese are flying and landing about 600 yards away from us across the street in another field where they're cl- too close to houses where we can't hunt them. And, you know, we're trying to call them in. Yeah, we were and calling then, them into the other field. Yeah, I know. But we <laughs> called some into ours. And again, here's where the Leo blinds will come in, in handy because they landed about 80 yards further from our decoys. So we couldn't take that shot at all. Exactly, we couldn't you know. get a shot, and and then finally, with like absolutely no warning, no calling whatsoever, there's a flock that comes in to my right, uh, behind the tree line, obviously, and so I mean, when they are in sight, they're they're pretty much like they're right there, there. <laughs> they're right there already. So you got you know Matt and I sitting there in the in the tree line, and <laughs> I just hear Matt go, "All right." Take them shots, take them. So the first shot was, you know, I thought I thought I thought it was pretty good on the first one. Obviously, I didn't get anything. I saw that you hit you hit the first one. You hit yours because he was all over. He was he was wonky. He he was wonky. He wasn't doing good. No, but he was still in the air though. Yep. And then obviously we have pump shotguns. Yeah, we don't have the semi-autos. Next so investment. Yeah, exactly. So y- you can understand. Well. I'm not, you know, familiar enough with it to say that I can pump and fire the shot, like, while still aiming down sights kind of thing. So I kind of, I have to, like, I have to think about it. Yeah, I think about it. I have to think about it. Like, I'll take the first shot and then I, you know, obviously gather up, you know, rack in the next one, put it back, shoulder it again, take the second shot, rack in the third one, and so on and so forth. But uh, let's just say the second one. I didn't make it all the way up to the geese. <laughs> second one, it didn't make it all the way up to the geese. The second one, like I racked it, and uh, like in my mind, I was already up at the <laughs> geese, and I, pr- I probably would have hedged some corn. That's how yeah, I was. Prob- like, yeah, I, I think, I, and like in my mind, when the second 
shot went off, I was like, this was the dumbest shot I have ever taken in my entire life. Like, what was I, you know? What was I doing? What was I shooting at? In, in my right mind, what would I have hit with that? Like, that's what I was telling. And then so, you still had your third shot. Yeah. So then. So this is playing. Thing. That's it. This yeah, is playing on your mind. Like, what the f- did I just do? Yeah, you know? exactly. I was like, what did I just <laughs> fire off? So then I rack in the third one. But I mean, by this time, because what happens is we we had the misfortune. The geese came in through the right, and they didn't take off necessarily through the left. They came in, and then once we took the first shots, rather than going, like, upwards to the left, they went upwards and away from us. Exactly. They, like, so turned a 90-degree turn. Yeah, they were back to us Yep. at that point. Like, <laughs> Right off the bat. So it mm-hmm. kind of just, it didn't, it, it did not play to our advantage for the nope. first shots. We probably just like skinned those butts. Probably. Like, but anyways, and and to point out at this point, after my second shot, I got pelted by a shell from a, from an, an ejected shell from the yep. round that pelted me on the side of the head pretty much. Yeah. I'm going like, what is going on? Right. <laughs> And obviously, at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I I better ready up for the next flock that comes in because they're coming in now. Yep. And it jams. <laughs> so I've got a shell in my mouth. I'm trying to figure out why my 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 12 gauge is is jammed up for some reason. Yeah. And all you can hear me is is just cursing under my breath with a shell in my mouth, going, "Strong, jammed." But. Matt's but, cracking up laughing. Oh, yeah. It's when he There's tells me, well, my second shot went off prematurely. That's, I I mean, there could have been a flock of geese coming in. I couldn't have shot even if I wanted to. I mean. And, uh, oh. Matt had the experience that I had last season. <laughs> where yep. he did not fully finish the goose. Nope. On the first shot thinking that the goose was i mean the goose wasn't moving so no the goose i mean he came down hard which to me he stood back up yep and well i mean he walked the geese over to me well it's last year when this happened to dave we had swore that we would never leave our our blind or our our spot our shooting spot without a shotgun with some rounds in case this happens. And yeah, of course, I, I mean... A, an opportunity to <laughs> yeah. almost rethink my values as a goose hunter. <laughs> exactly. On, on the first ever hunt. Yeah. So so I get up and I mean, I saw this thing come down. And like you said, it, I mean, it just folded up. Like the wings, just it just came down like a sack of potatoes, right? So I'm like, dude, this thing, you know, I pelted them real good. And we're going to talk about this in a second because our product of the day is the reason why I thought this goose was, you know, no problem. You pelted him good on the second round, though. Oh, yeah. Well, then, like I say, and we got, we got to remember that our field last season, uh, they had they had uh, mowed the field. Yeah. So right now we have knee-high grass, approximately knee-high grass in the field. So, I mean, when I'm walking up to this goose, I can't even see it. And I mean, I get within about 10 yards of it, man, and it just stands up with its head up, honking like crazy and running away from me. And I mean, Dave, I'm not going to repeat what I said, but Dave was laughing back over there because of what I just said that that in this moment. But this goose starts running, but not away from me straight. It kind of cuts across and kind of circles behind me. So I'm not running after it, but I'm walking behind it, trying to get closer and thinking, what the hell am I going to do? It's, it's, and like Dave says, it's literally walking right towards him. And I'm calling away on my cord yeah, to bring it towards he's, him because I think he, this is just funny. Yeah, he's honking <laughs> away at it. So I don't know if that's why it's going there or not. But anyway, it's just running towards Dave. So as I get closer, I said, yeah, well, screw this. You know, I'm getting closer to my shotgun. So I get over. And yes, and now now it beelines it towards our decoys. Yep. At this point, it's like mingling with our decoys, right? So I go over, I grab the shotgun, I load one in, and I mean, I, I try to do it as, as quick and as ethical as possible. But I mean, this this takes about 30 seconds of running around after it. And I mean, second shot, 
uh, I was able to 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 finish them, you know, ethically, and and it was done. And when I got home, I I wondered what brought them down, because when I cleaned them, there was no pellets in the meat, there was no pellets anywhere. So I I honestly don't even know what downed him. I have no I'm, idea. I'm wondering if it's not the uh, the backing in the round. Because that just knocked him out, but he would have flew away. I don't know. I I, I honestly he's I I so dizzy. A bird hits a, a window, it'll be dizzy and it'll take a time before it, it flies out. I could not find anything because I mean when I when I came back to get my my for the second shot, I know exactly where I hit him that time. Obviously. Uh but on the on the uh, first shot, I have no clue what downed him. Uh, I could not find any signs of, so, who knows? No clue. But but uh, that was our second hunt <laughs> ever. Yep. Our first hunt in preseason, which exactly after that flock we saw absolutely nothing. We could hear them. We could no, see them everywhere we went. That's not true. We're walking out, and we have two flying into right where our decoys were. Yeah, that's true. Remember. We we had another flock come in after we were leaving, um, because like we mentioned, these these geese that were landing in the field like five six hundred yards away from us were landing in a cut field. They cut that side of the street, like that side of the highway, but they did not cut the side where we were hunting yet. Hopefully, because uh, I was checking last year, they cut it October fifteenth. So I'm actually hoping they cut it close to then. You'll be back. And then it will be prime time, so that's what I'm hoping. And maybe if we can get contact with uh, whoever's the owner of the, the field that we saw them all landing in, that'd be fun too. Well, my father is working on that now. <laughs> that 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 <laughs> is in the process. Thing. That's in the process. And uh, yeah, and uh, no, definitely. And like I've been working on uh, my calling game because my calling game was a little bit off. I would have to say quite rusty, actually. Yeah, last year uh, uh, you had it down path. La yeah, last year I had it pretty actually. It was working. You could tell it was working. It was we working. Were calling, we were doing yep. yeah, and and it, and we were actually getting them to land. Last year we called in a lot of flocks. Yeah, we actually got quite a few in. This year just seemed to be a little bit off, and uh, I I I found what my issue was. Okay. I I, I got my let's say my nervous reaction out of it and just by calling away um and it, it's it's quite simple it was just the cutoff uh that i wasn't doing properly like the okay. cut when you do a call you, you practically always have to keep a constant airflow through the call once you break the reed you have mm -hmm. a constant airflow and then you cut the airflow off but you don't what i was doing wrong is for some reason in my mindset is that i had to push harder as I was cutting the air off with my with my tongue, okay. because okay. you kind of you kind of bring your tongue like you stick your tongue down to your bottom teeth, yep, and it's with the arch of your tongue that you're going to stick it up top to break the reed. Like let's say you you're you have an open diaphragm, you're expelling air, the reed breaks, and then as it breaks, trying to keep the same constant airflow, you arch your tongue up to the palate. And you cut the air there. Now, what I was doing was I was expelling air. And then as I would arch up my tongue to cut the air off, I would push out even more air. Okay. So it would, it would like over vibrate the reed. And that's yeah. where you would kind of always get that like that, that weird cut. Yeah. Yeah. That weird cut. Like it wouldn't actually fully do its, its cycle of, of, you know, sound. So then all of a sudden I, I started practicing that with just constant you know, trying to keep the same airflow going. And I mean, I can do double clucks. I can do clucks. I can, oh, do, nice. you know, okay. Yeah, and there's different variations. I started figuring out that I could do different variations in it as well, where I could, uh, like, let's say rather than having your tongue down into your bottom, uh, like on your bottom mm -hmm. teeth, cause pretty much you don't move it from there. You just push up, like, you know, bring it up. Uh, you can do kind of like when the geese were coming in, we did notice that they were kind of doing an, an opposite type yep. of call of what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Like they were going high and then low while mm -hmm. we were going low and then high. Mm -hmm. uh, to do that, it's actually quite simple. Is you just uh, I noticed that sometimes 
I was doing it involuntarily while I was practicing. And I noticed that it was when my tongue, the tip of my tongue would be more up at the top of my teeth. And, and then bring it down. I would try to correct it because I noticed that it was up at the top. And I'd bring it down and I'd cut off at the same time. I was doing the opposite. Okay. Like Which makes sense. I was sense. doing like that reverse call kind of thing. Okay. And I was going like, oh, wow, this is actually working. <laughs> Not consistent at it, but I noticed that when I was trying to correct it, I was doing the call that I would have wanted to do at the time that we were hunting. Exactly. So technically, like you say, you figured out what you have to do. You just have to constantly do it in your mind. Yeah, exactly. Like when you decide, when you decide that that's the call you need, you know how to do it. But now it's just to keep getting into that rhythm. Okay, cool. Let, let's yeah, exactly. Let, like let's say the basic calling, like the moan and the cluck. I can do it. Like I can do it really well now. I can do a double cluck. Like if there's two that are kind of answering <laughs> to each other, but you have like that other one, that alternative one uh, that you can add in there if you wanted to, or I figured maybe it would actually be better when they're getting closer because it's yep. less aggressive. Yeah, exactly. Um, that one there, like I said, it, it just, I started doing it by accident. So <laughs> I don't have the consistency of it. It was just because I was trying to figure out how to fix the other problem. Yeah. When I would notice I was doing it wrong, all of a sudden I was doing this other sound that sounded really good. But uh, no, it, it, I think it's pretty cool. Now, were you doing um, that? Uh, were you practicing that on your drive down to work? Or what? Yes, I was. Yeah, I was. That's what I figured. That That's the best <laughs> time to practice. Exactly. Exactly. Look, like an idiot, but you're fine with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, I I don't know about you. This is funny. It's just because let's say I'm driving around with my kids, and I have my call hanging off my, my rearview mirror, and if they see geese, they're like, put your window down call them. So I'm literally driving around with my two kids with their windows down, with me my window down and the sunroof open trying to call these geese. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, if anybody sees me driving by, they're going to say, look at this idiot. But it's just, it's funny. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird, too, because, like, like you say, while well, you're driving and you're calling, I, I actually kind of just, like, it, 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 I just find it ironic that sometimes, like, when I was driving down to work, because I still have, like, almost a four-hour drive that I yeah. have to do to get to, to the airport. Yeah. Like at the times, like all of a sudden you stop calling, you start looking around while you're driving, and all of a sudden you see like a flock of geese go by, and you're like, you're like "Did oh, I call those? I, I call them, and they're did following I, me." <laughs> yeah, did I do this? But like, contrary, you're trying to bring them back north. That's not where they gotta go. I know that's it's just not that's not uh, productive on my part. But uh, no, definitely, and I mean, back a little bit on the subject uh, that we we were talking about. Like our first, obviously, when we come back down, we're going to be looking at at going again. Yes. Now that we've invested in new equipment, we've also invested in a uh, a new way to transport the equipment with us mm -hmm. because obviously we were starting to get a little bit on the heavy side. Yep. Of what we have. Yep. Uh, and that being said, we've also looked into uh, expanding our um, our flock, our decoy flock. Yep. With, uh, let's say, an experimental way of doing it. Yep. Uh, and, and kind of like mix and matching what we have already with, you know. It's experimental. Techniques. E experimental uh, in the. Proof. Yeah, exactly. It, that Experimental in the fact that it's a DIY, but proven in the fact that you can buy these. Just that, you know, we're trying to get bang for our buck if we can. Yeah, Hopefully, be a little bit more economic, and also at the same time, you know, showing that you can do stuff yourself, yeah, recycling what we have already at home. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. And uh, no, this is uh, an idea. Like, um, obviously, people have uh, silhouette decoys or wind socks or you know full bodies, and uh, we looked at the options and whatnot. Obviously, full bodies are, are quite a large investment if you want to grow the flock. Uh, wind socks are, are a great alternative. However, the fragility of it is uh, something that's, you know, just a little bit too... I iffy, if you ask me. Too iffy in a certain sense. Uh, very, very, you know, touchy and, and you know, fragile. Uh, and then the other option, the third option, which is the one that we're looking into, is the silhouette option. Now, silhouettes, yes, a lot of people will say, yeah, but once the geese are over top, they don't see them as well. Uh, true, but that's why we have already some full-bodied uh, geese 
therefore the reason why we want to mix and match these things. Now this could be an idea. It can work. It might not work. Who knows? Uh, it can't hurt to try. Can't hurt to try. We tell ourselves that if geese come in from a you know a distance, they'll see the silhouettes and they'll see the full bodies all mixed together. They'll see quantity and therefore might want to come into that area. Um, because what we did notice is when a flock would land away from us, and if that flock was larger than the flock of our decoys, geese tended to go more towards them rather than towards our decoys. So mm -hmm. if we had the misfortune of it, that's what would happen. Now, if we are able to put the silhouettes included with also our full bodies, uh, we think that at this time we'll be able to, you know, kind of like out smart do the larger oh, outsmart the goose yeah uh, outsmart the geese mm -hmm. um and even if they were to overpass our decoys well the full bodies would still be there therefore creating still the image that there are geese on the ground that's right uh, and then once they you know they circle around well then they'll see the silhouettes again because we're going to do them two-sided mm -hmm. uh, and then the full bodies are still there as well so this is an idea we got. We're still kind of working on the concept, but uh, hopefully by the time we get back down, well, I get back down, we'll have the concept already, you know, yep. in action for our next hunt. Um, Something else we're going to mention, uh, now that we have our uh, our Leo blinds, Leo blinds. Uh, we, and Leo blinds, it's just so fun to know that I got two of them in my garage, um, is the uh, the flags, the landing flags. You know, that's another DIY that we're going to do. Uh, working on that as of now uh, to try to figure out how to make them, what shape to make them, what size to make them. So that that's something that uh, I believe will, will also help us out now as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. It'll be just a, a little extra emotion that we'll be able to add uh, for, you know, getting their eye, catching their eye. Yep. Uh, especially since we'll be able to be closer into the decoys rather exactly. than being farther further out yep um so that's pretty much what we were talking about when we said moose and goose for our hunting you know season how it is and how it's going obviously goose season uh, is still not over yet just starting we still have opportunities to do it i mean we have opportunities to do other hunting as well for the rest of the remainder of the season the remainder of 2021 there's still deer there's still uh, grouse and, and garment and, and so on and so forth uh, these are all things that we will be able to keep in touch with you uh, with you guys as time progresses, especially for episode number 10. And, you know, who knows? I'm looking at season number four, which would be an awesome starter for season number four if we were to do a cumulative of all our hunting 2021 season. Exactly. I don't know what you think, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I, I think that we, uh, we definitely have to do something like that for sure. Yeah. So with that said, how about we jump right into our product of the day? Now, product of the day is something actually I almost, I, I introduced you to. Yep. Because uh, we have the, well, yeah, I mean, we didn't have the misfortune. We invested in, in some shells at the beginning of our uh, first goose hunt, which is in the same brand. It's Winchester as well. It's just that... Mm -hmm. They were of lower value and obviously of lower quality compared to these ones, which after, you know, a few videos, I, I showed you them and uh, I'm going to let you explain to them because you use them firsthand. I have not used them yet. Yeah, that's right. Like, uh, like we said, we had, uh, we had got our Winchester, I believe it was like super X as, as normal, you know, steel. I run three and a half. I don't know. You're in three inch or three and a half. I'm running three, uh, three and a halfs. Three and a halfs, okay. Uh, three and a halfs, one and one eighths. Okay, I'm running uh, three and a half, one and five eight ounce, twelve gauge, and uh, now we were into the Winchester blind sides um, shot shells. What happens with these blind sides is the uniquely shaped uh, shot that comes out of there. It's more of a, I'm not gonna say square, but it's kind of like a square with the edges cut dice. off yeah like, like, a, yeah, dice like a dice but what happens with that is that you it's well actually here it's saying hex steel shot what happens is you can actually fit all those voids that are are in there on a round pellet are filled because these things sit together really tight so it's it's 
the density of the the shot is is much higher they're a dry lock uh, shell which means you know if you can have them out there and on the field in the field and, and not have to worry about anything but the technology behind it is that it, it just makes it more concentrated you get 20 percent well they're saying you get 20 percent more shot per sh uh, per shell uh, meaning you know more shot going down the barrel more shot coming out better success we only went out once one flock came in and i actually did was able to harvest a goose with it compared to last year compared to last year where we had many flocks come in with our old ammo and we were only able to get one each last year meaning you know is it just that i was lucky and downed them or did that that ammo help uh, I definitely can tell shooting out of my Benelli shotgun that uh, I can feel that it has more of a punch to it. It's a higher velocity, I believe. Um, I could feel the uh, the recoil a lot more, which is something that doesn't bother me. But I'm just saying that I could feel a, a difference in these shells. And uh, I'm hoping that that is what uh, will bring me more success. Now, they're not... Th I can get them here in town, but they're never in stock. Um, yeah, but again, they're, they're a little bit harder on inventory. They're harder to find. Yeah, more difficult. Yeah, uh, most of those that I did find were actually for duck. Exactly. You you can get them two and three quarter, three inch, and three and a half. Yeah, you can get However, them. However, uh, when it came down to uh, geese pellets, which mm -hmm. are steel, um, I could not. It was it was only in Bass Pro. Okay. Moncton, but I was able to find them, and if I'm not mistaken, they're 32, came up to 32 something. Here they're showing 39.99. I don't know if they went up. I believe because yeah, I I don't think I paid inventory. 40 dollars last year, um, but they're showing here at 39.99 uh, a box of 25. It's not bad. Yeah, Did but the case case of 100 are only three inch though. I didn't find any in three and a half. Oh, okay. So I mean, yeah. you know, that would be I know a little I can chamber three inch. I don't know. Oh, I can I can chamber everything. Yeah, yeah. But I think you lose shots though. If three and a half, so you get a little bit more shot placement. Oh, I I believe. I mean, I I like running three and a halfs, especially for goose. Maybe if we go duck, I would go down to a three. Uh, you know, but for goose, uh, three and a half, and again, it's Winchester blindside ammunition. Um, so far I'm pleased. I. Th think it's going to be better uh, I like the idea behind it it makes sense I mean it's logical saying that if you can pack it tighter you get more shot you got more flying down barrel it, it, it's got to be good I'm going to give it more of a, of a chance to see uh, but as of now I like it I'm satisfied and I think that the, they will be a game changer so if you guys are goose hunting out there or getting into it and you're wondering about ammo, I'm telling you that uh, definitely check these out. Do your own research. But uh, with all the videos we saw on YouTube and the comparisons and the, the uh, they did a bunch of spread, spread tests. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's there. It makes sense. It looks good. And, I mean, you're not breaking the bank extremely, you know. No, you're, you're not breaking it that much. I think uh, the, the rounds that we were getting at, we were getting them at like 25 or 27. That's what I mean. So it it just came up to a little bit more per round yeah. uh, on these ones. But if you think about it, I've wasted a lot of rounds and only, you know, and have not gotten that many. Exactly. You wasted fewer rounds and yep. got more. That's <laughs> right. No, no, that's right. Yep. No, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's that. The inconsistencies, yep. I believe, with the, the Winchester rounds that we had uh, versus the what we were able to see with these ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I say inconsistencies is that we fired off quite a few rounds uh still on last season and then me obviously with this season uh however let's say the ratio you've taken three shots already called you know harvested one goose yep uh, and then i mean we've taken like many <laughs> shots and harvested you know, one only last these yeah you know yeah. so uh, it, it just comes up to like the ratio of it the ratio count is already yep. in favor of the blind side which is that's right rounds. And like I say, I felt... Wait uh, as you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt out of my shotgun uh, that they do carry a little more punch to it. Um, 
so I'm believing that that's going to be to my advantage uh, because I, I'm thinking that I don't lead the shot enough. Uh, but see, with the with the with the increased with the increased velocity, I'm believing that that's probably why my success was up right away. Uh, this year, because I I think that that's a bit of my problem. I'm gonna keep practicing on that. But uh, that's definitely definitely a plus. So check them out, Winchester Blindside. Um, you know. So far, super round. Done deal. All right. So with that said, that will wrap up our episode nine of season three. So once again, uh, we want to thank everybody that's uh, sticking around for with us and sticking around with us uh, is through this journey. Uh, like again, I'd like to thank our sponsors, West End Sports and Little River Polyculture, uh, for your guys's you know support with us and and so on. Uh, but once again, hunting season's underway. Don't forget to, you know, be safe, wear your hunter's orange, and uh, to really have fun out there. And make sure everybody else has fun, too. Don't ruin it for anybody. So have a good one, and we'll see each other soon. Cheers. Cheers, guys. <laughs>